It's time to start telling our own stories. I'm Steve Kellums, and welcome to Blue Canary. It was a slow night. I'd stopped a couple of cars early in the shift, but the fall night was cold and rainy, so most people were staying inside. I work in a little college town, so the weekends could be busy, but for the most part, night shift was boring. When dispatch hit me up on the radio for a welfare check, I was glad to have something to do. The state police needed me to check an address and see if I could locate a female resident. They had found her car in a secluded rest stop on the interstate thought something was suspicious. When I pulled up in front of the house, a cold chill ran down the back of my neck. I didn't know what it was, but something had me on edge. The address was an old house divided into a duplex. The entire block had been popular with students until they built the brand new apartment buildings right next to campus. Now the street was quiet and half of the houses were vacant. I parked the squad and walked across the street. The address I was looking for was on the right side of the old house. There was a porch light illuminating the bare front steps. Something felt wrong. I couldn't put my finger on it, but that cold feeling in my neck was still there. I decided to walk around the house and make sure everything was good before I checked the apartment. The apartment on the left of the house was vacant, and there weren't any cars in the parking spots out back. I made my way across the rear of the house and up to the back door of the apartment I was supposed to be checking. There were a few plants outside on the steps, but they were dead from the cold fall nights. I could see curtains on the window and a few dim lights inside the apartment, but everything was quiet. I continued around the house following a path that went from the rear parking lot to the front door. There were large windows along the side of the house, and I could see what was probably a kitchen, bathroom, and then living room. She was standing in the dark. I almost fell down. By that point, I assumed no one was home, but I could see the dark shape of a woman standing in the middle of the living room looking towards the front door. She wasn't moving, just standing and staring. I paused for a moment and watched her. Had she heard me walking around the house? Had I scared her as much as she had scared me? I didn't want to spook her any more than she likely already was, so I made my way to the front door and knocked. A few moments later, I heard a soft voice from inside. Hello? Police department, could you answer the door, please? I know I'm never supposed to stand in front of a door, but she had sounded nervous, so I made sure that I was clearly visible if she looked outside. A minute or so passed with nothing, so I knocked again. Hello? Police, I said a little louder. Come in, I heard her say. That made me very nervous. Nothing about this felt right, but when you work by yourself most of the time, you end up doing things the book says don't do. I figured I could stand outside and go back and forth with her forever, or I could go inside and figure out what was going on. I opted to go inside. The front door was unlocked, and it swung open easily. I didn't walk right in. I stepped back after I opened the door and shined my flashlight into the apartment. She was still standing in the dark. She was in her late 20s, brown hair pulled back into a ponytail, and she was dressed in jeans and a red flannel shirt with no shoes. Police, ma'am, are you okay? She smiled and shook her head. I'm fine. I'm okay. Could you turn the light on, please? I need to talk to you for a minute. I don't think the lights are working. I couldn't get them to come on. She pointed towards the wall next to the front door. I stepped inside of the apartment and flipped the switch next to the door. The room lit up. Oh, good. The power must have come back on, she said. Ma'am, are you sure everything is okay? The state police found your car at the rest stop, and I came here to check on you. Everything's fine. My boyfriend has the car. It's okay. Do you have any ID? And do you mind if I check the apartment, just to be sure? She pointed to the coffee table where a purse was lying on its side. 
Her wallet was right next to it. I picked it up and verified that she was the female I was supposed to check on. I also walked through the apartment to make sure no one else was there. When I made my way back to the living room, she was standing where I had left her. Sorry to bother you, but we like to check and make sure everybody is safe when we run across weird things. Have a good night, and if you need anything, don't hesitate to call 911. She smiled and nodded as I left. Dispatch, you can advise State that I spoke with that female and everything is fine. She said her boyfriend has the car. A few minutes later, Dispatch hit me up, asking me to call the station. They patched me through to the state police. The officer on the other end of the phone sounded pissed. Hey, Dispatch just said you spoke to the owner of the car. What was her name? What did she look like? I described the lady and gave him her name. And you spoke to her? Yeah, what's up? We just found the body of a white female, late 20s, brown hair and a ponytail, blue jeans and a red flannel shirt, no shoes, buried under a pile of leaves near the rest stop. She didn't have any ID on her, but when we ran the license of the car's owner, the picture came back and it's her. She's been dead for a couple of hours. There is no way you talk to her. What kind of joke you playing? I went cold. That little feeling in the back of my neck covered my whole body. I started to shiver. I hung up on the trooper and drove back to the apartment. As I pulled up, I could see the lights still on and the front door still open, just as I had left them when I walked away. No one was inside. The apartment was empty. Two days later, the boyfriend confessed to the murder. A week after that, I took a written reprimand for my joke on the state trooper. I would rather have a letter in my file for being an asshole than have everyone know I talked to a ghost. Thanks to Jeremy for that true story I had to tell on Halloween. Thank you for joining. As always, I'm curious what questions you're getting asked. What isn't the news covering? What story needs to be told? Connect with me at bluecanarypodcast at gmail.com. 